What's up guys? Welcome back. This is Dowling on the Influence Street Sippin' Episode 3. We're going back to Pacific Beach today. So Hey so who am I here with today? Um I'm Zach. I'm the the bike guy. Hi Zach the bike guy. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Zach for short. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any pet peeves? Pet peeves. Alright, so we're on the boardwalk right now. Mm-hmm. And there's this yellow dotted line that goes for two and a half miles telling you what side to be on. My pet peeve is you being on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just trying to ride here, man. Mm -hmm. Do you ever say anything? Uh, sometimes I fart. Sometimes I scare <laughs> I scare people. I'll like, <laughs> like her. Or like almost hit them or something? No, well, that, that sounds kind of yeah, bad. That yeah. sounds kind of bad. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never yell, though? You never... Uh, sometimes I just, uh, ah! Okay, <laughs> pretend my audience is someone on the wrong side of the road. I want so you to take like, out all of your anger on them right now. All the anger pent So, up. I'll start on this side, mm -hmm. you know, the other side, the right side of the road. But, when there's somebody just walking this way, I'll go, ah! And then they'll be like, ah! And I'll be like, and I'll keep writing about and my day. And it usually works, and then they stop going on the wrong side. Most people don't want to get hit. You're doing God's work. Uh, he said that. <laughs> great. Well, I like to think I am. Yeah, I love that. That's a great pet peeve, and I feel like it's a great solution as long as you're not actually injuring anybody. No. Um, there's there has been a couple times in the last few years where I've actually come in contact with people. Mm. Uh, yeah. It happens. I mean, no one's perfect. Well, I. You shouldn't ever judge people, mm -hmm. but there's a couple times where I like kind of did. <laughs> I felt like they were just being so rude to people and, and myself, which is why I got involved, to where I was like, I'm going to scoot my back tire into your foot and like let you know you're fucking up. Mm -hmm. Not like demolish somebody's shin or anything like that. I don't like... A little love tap. Yeah, but then also sometimes... Some people are just surprised by me going fast by or doing tricks, and then they see my face. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like really vascular, and they think I'm like scary or something. I'm just just doing BMX tricks in front of everybody. Yeah, I, I don't you, know. Have you ever had any like serious run-ins? Like, has it ever gone like seriously in a bad way to where it ends up in like? Some, some people kind of... have wanted to fight me. Mm -hmm. uh, one dude tried to. You just run away. No. No, you fought him. You stood your ground? Well, he he charged me. Whoa. Uh, so I, I was riding back and forth and throughout the day, and uh, he got to a point where he was like, rah, 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 rah. and uh, I at that point I did run away, or ride away. It was over towards like Hamels, and then I came over, actually, it was by that ice cream shop over there. Okay. Like 100 feet that way. And uh, he came by, and he was like, yo, what the fuck? What the, oh, you're censoring this? No, no, you can anything. Say anything he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm like, yo, my bad. I got close to you. Sorry. And then he's like, nah, you got close to me. Fuck off. I'm like, whoa, whoa. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. And he like, no, not whatever. And he threw his bike down. It was some like Walmart mountain bike thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, $200 bike. Here I am judging people again. <laughs> and then he just he threw his bike down and he was like, stomp, 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 charging at me. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm not doing this today. I have a lot of shit happening and fuck you, man. <laughs> so I like did like a pedal and a half and I just bunny hopped 
It's where you like jump up. Mm-hmm. And I was like bunny hopped and I just fucking all four feet and hands just launched it straight at him because he was charging Whoa. me. I waited for him to charge me. And he was like, dun, 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 dun. like 20 feet. He was getting close. He was probably within 10 feet of me before I like, Jumped I like put my like, force on it and went, yeah, yeah. And like threw it at him. He's like, Doosh. oh shit. And then by the time he like saved himself, he was like on the wall. And I like tried to like, I like grabbed him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And my friends were like, no, 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 no. I was like, fuck out of here. And that's like out of a movie, man. It was stupid. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. That's. I wish you had gotten that on film, man. I need a GoPro. I'll censor that. I'll censor that. Yeah. Um, well, great. I really like that story. I love hearing about your pet peeve. Do you want to do maybe one more? Or do you want to just end yeah? Here? Let's keep going. Let's man. do one I more. I guess this is kind of a related one, but you said you like thrill. Have you ever had a near death experience? You ever been close to death? Um, recently, yeah. Tell me Even about it. Further than that, probably. Um, so. I mean, like, I've popped my lung, I've messed up, like, both my shoulders, my kneecaps, tore my ACL, had surgery, I've had, like, a few confirmed concussions, I woke up in a trauma unit one time, a car hit me one night, Uh, that was actually last year, the end of last year, a car hit me and I woke up out of the trauma unit, and then, like, a month and a half later, I broke my ankle, and then, like... Is this all biking accidents? Uh, mostly. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the car was a car accident. Yeah. I guess. Wow. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, dude, I've I've definitely gotten close to a few things. I popped a lung before. That's like that's like almost dying. Yeah, that's it's like trying to stuff. breathe but can't. It was so weird. You're like, <gasps> what happened? But like nothing was coming in. Like oh, what? um, it's called pneumothorax. Uh, the doctors call it a randomly collapsing lung. At the time, I was like 140 pounds. I'm like 5'11", so that's like pretty skinny. Uh, that was like. Six years ago, so you were I was living like in my truck, out? and I was kind of like malnourished. I was living on Dollar Store, <laughs> and uh, I was working at a vape shop, which probably also didn't help. Ten hours plus of a day of vaping, and uh, I was I was doing like the retail shit. You know, you grab a barcode sticker, put it on a product. And I was just doing that. I dropped a sticker, I reached over a, a chair to get the sticker, and my I felt like a pop in my armpit, and like. I just got lightheaded and I was like, I couldn't breathe. And in five minutes, I was like, falling out of my chair, like, <laughs> wow. Uh, that was one time. And you had to call the ambulance and everything. Oh, and- uh, no, I called my dad. He's faster. Uh huh. Wow, man. Well, that's yeah. crazy. It's a <laughs> lot of crazy. You, you told me a lot of interesting things today. Um, oh, that's like, that's like tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I don't want to cut you short or anything here. Do you maybe want to? Do you have any other stories? I mean, one more that you like to tell, like it's a laugh, or right. it's an oohs and ahs. I ride at the beach. I ride my bike. You might have seen me on Dago TV jumping off a cop car doing spins and shit. Uh, you might have seen a couple of my viral videos um, just doing random bike shit. You might have seen me jump off walls. My thing is, I'm really a nice guy. I'm kind of a prickly little pear right now. I have a lot of shit going on. But I love people, I love good reactions, I love genuine reactions, and I hate it when people try to talk shit on me because it just makes me want to jump over you on my bicycle. And just shoot the bike at them. (laughs) Maybe not that, not everybody. Just that one guy. Certain people. (laughs) Everybody's got a list. Mm. But mine's very small, and I just want to, I just want to do rad shit. I don't encourage bad behavior, I encourage rad behavior. Nice. Hey, so who am I here with today? Kira. Hi, Kira. Hi. So you're walking along the beach today, and yeah. you said you wanted to maybe get prompted with a couple questions. Yeah, that sounds 
Good. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Have you ever been close to death before? I have. Well, not you death. Talk about it? Not death. Or danger. But definitely like surgery. So when I was about six, my mom went up to Stanford with okay. me. And so I went to after school care there because she would work and do classes later. So after school, I would walk across the street and I'd go to like a little daycare. And we were outside for most of the time because I mean, it was, in, it was in San Francisco, so it's not cold or anything. And one day I felt like a really just like uncomfort in my eye. Hmm. And I was like, at first I was like, it's nothing, you know? But later my, my mom comes and I'm like, mom, there's something in my eye, like I, I swear. And it turns out that there was a wood chip in my eye, like definitely like, oh, like, like lodged a, in your eye, like lodged in my eye. Holy shit! Like right in the pupil area. It was. I mean, like you couldn't blurry, like see it, though, like blurry. Or I could. I don't know how to explain. It. Like you know, when you look towards your nose, you can see like a tiny glimpse of it. Sure. That it was kind of that sort of thing. Like I could see, but anyway. So the first step was to like flush out my eye and do all that stuff. But when you're six years old, you're not gonna open your eye underwater. It's just not something that's gonna. And happen. I mean, you're probably freaking out at this time. I'm freaking out. I'm uncomfortable. It was just a whole thing. So. Was there blood? Not blood. It didn't poke me. It wasn't like sticking out. It was like in just, between. It the... was like lying there. But every time it would blink, it would get deeper and oh. like. So we were worried that it was like gonna go up here and it wasn't gonna be reachable. Uh huh. So my mom takes me to the ER, and they try like everything. We're there for like a day, and then we go home, and then we go back the next they day. They let you leave as a six-year-old, which is a wood chip in your eye. I know. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> But they tried everything. I mean, like, trying to get out with the Q-tip, like, everything. Um, and so they sent us home with these, like, little eye drops. And I, I had a fear of eye drops, apparently. So I was like, yeah, it definitely got in, but it didn't. And it was, like, right here. Anyway, so we have to go back the next day. And the, um, the doctor basically says, like, if we can't get it out by today, you're going to have to go into surgery. Wow. And, like, you might lose sight of that eye. Like, it's possible. And so my dad's in San Diego here, and he's like scared to death because my mom's calling him like, hey. Just updates over the phone. Yeah, basically. like Kira has a wood chip in her eye, might have to have surgery, and he's like, um, do I have to fly up? Like it's, it's just becoming an entire thing. Anyway, so they decide to try one last thing, and I, I feel like it was something as simple as like literally an eye drop or something like that, that we had tried so many different times. And it, and it came out, like, yeah. just in time. Like, last case scenario before the surgery. Do you still... That's insane. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Um, do you still have this wood chip? Or how, how... Do you have any, like, mementos from this? Or how well do you remember it since you were so young? Well, I remember it very clearly, but sometimes... I mean, I, I don't know if it's a form of PTSD, mm -hmm. but sometimes I, like, swear that I feel it still. Like, really? Like, sometimes like a phantom I, shard. Yeah, like I sometimes swear that I feel like it's like lodged in there and they didn't get it out. Uh-huh. And because the scary thing was, is that there wasn't anything that like came out. Like we didn't see it. We just thought it could, like fell on the floor or something. And I said I couldn't feel it anymore. But a six-year-old me, I mean, I could have lied. It's possible right. because I knew surgery was on the plate. So it could still be there. It's but possible. likely, though, it's out. Because I feel like oh, at this yeah. point, it would probably would have like caused severe damage. Absolutely. But yeah. like, I swear, sometimes I feel it like down here, That's up there. That's so interesting. Yeah. Did, 
so besides that, I was gonna ask you like long term things. No, yeah. Has it changed your the way you like see? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> see sight. No. Because like I think that like a lot of the time when something that we take for granted is put at risk, we often it changes our perception of it. Absolutely. Did that happen for you at all in this case or? Um, no, but it was really windy that day. So when I'm like at the beach or like places where things from the ground can like fly up. I, I start to get really nervous. That you have to wear like sunglasses Like and sunglasses, stuff. I'll close my eyes, like anything sure. to protect my eyes from that because I'm just so scared that, I don't know, this time it won't come out or something like yeah. that. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad your yeah. eyes are okay. Yeah, me too. So who am I here with today? You are here with Vincent. Uh, I feel like one of like the main topics that are difficult for people to talk about that I would love the opportunity to speak about here is just that you know like male mental health and um, you know my hats off to all those first responders out there you know whether it's military branches or you know like sheriff's department or just you know fire like it's if you're out there putting your own needs limitations you know second so others may live it's a it's just a, a daring and trying environment and sure. it's it deserves respect um, uh, so, and you said you were in the Coast Guard, you were considered like a first responder thing. Yeah, search, um, search, search and rescue up there in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. Big, big deal. So, and you said you've maybe developed a little bit of like mental trauma from that? Yeah, I, um, I've been on some gnarly cases, you know, I don't want to disclose too much, but sure. I mean, just, you see really harsh things, you know, um, you get sometimes you get the mayday call and you get on scene you know the last known you know pinpoint that you have you know from like nav and all you see is the bow of the boat or you see like just debris in the water and you know you have like a certain count of the you know persons on board when that call was sent and by the time you get there there's nothing left you know so it's like you know lives lost and you you know you you implement all that pressure back to yourself of like fuck like what could i have done differently like who were those people who did i not you know send home and um it's just a it's a hard it's a hard thing to swallow and um I, my first couple of years in the service you know it was easy i had all that pressure all that stamina of being the new guy of uh you know just do my job do my orders and you know we'll worry about it when we get back but the more growing i did as an individual and the more soul searching i did and you know building my own life you know partner starting to look at you know lifelong you know, ideas and dreams, it's like, wow, like, this is a very precious thing that we have, and that's life, and... Yeah. Um, so I know you said you didn't want to go into details of any, like, rescues or anything, but I am interested to hear maybe how these uh, experiences have affected you. Um, so you said it's, like, li been limiting you in certain ways? Yeah, it's, um, I think, I think one of them is just that relationship aspect, like, how, how willing you're able to let yourself be vulnerable mm -hmm. you know because it's like I don't want to let someone get so close to me knowing that they're that close to you know you know to vanish you know whether that's crew members or just you know other partners and whatnot it's one of those things like I'll share a little more more in depth but one of the cases that we had was you know this man and his wife and his wife didn't make it and she was pregnant you know with their kid and the guy's just freaking out the whole time and you know one of my crew members had to you know hold the guy back so our um you know rescue swimmers could you know perform you know first aid all the life-saving you know training that they have um 
and it's just one of those things where it's like that's like the person that's just like ingrained like just stuck in my head you know like where it's like I cannot unsee that and it sucks because you know it should be easy or it could be but every time you know like I look at my partner it's just like I'm terrified of you know those same things happening like what if we lose it what if I lose her you know what if I lose her and the child you know it's just like you know you kind of become like too familiar with loss yeah and you, you you slowly start putting yourself in this cage you slowly start imprisoning yourself with these you know what ifs or you see it so often it becomes this normal and not only that I think that the other big part about it is um, I kind of brought up earlier you know that sacrifice of your own needs you know you skip meals you know you don't you know work out or you skip your showers you know because of a mayday call you know like you're taught trained to put your needs second you know so the case you know can go on so by the time it gets you know time for you to go home you know change into your civilian clothes and do whatever it takes it's like you have these same things hard not to take it with you a little bit yeah it's hard not to take you with you but then it's also you're trained that same mentality to put your own needs second you know it's like oh i'm not going to bring up these concerns or i don't want to talk about you know these you know, traumatic experiences. Like, I don't want to put that weight on her, you know. I don't want to put that weight on, you know, my buddies, my friends, my parents, my family, like, you know. So it's just a very slippery slope that becomes, like, isolating. And, you know, you're, 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 you're working your ass off. You're doing the right thing. And, you know, people are recommending you, like, oh, like, thank you for your service. Thank you for all this. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's just been really a tough struggle for me. And, you know, I, I hope it relates to some people. Other people, you know, they have enough avenues, channels, outlets, people, you know, to kind of help them through that. But at least for me, like, it's been a very isolating time, like, up in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I'm very thankful to be down PB. PB, gorgeous. I yeah. mean, not right now, but... <laughs> I mean, for me, it is. I mean, yeah. this is a sunny day where I come from in Oregon right now. But, uh, I mean, originally from, you know, San Diego, Pacific Beach, you know, Stomping Grounds is my hometown. So just on TDY right now, um, yeah. doing some training all I can over the summer and then I got to go back up on the uh, 17th so mm -hmm. living it while I got it yeah and I don't want to keep you too long but I, I do want to circle back one more time um so we've t we've presented this, this this problem that you've been facing what have you been doing as far as like recovery or like solutions like how have you been trying to like I know you said it's hard and it's different like it's it's hard for you to talk to friends talk to family like what would you recommend for someone who's in a place like you or what have you been doing um that's a great question, actually. It's it's one of the hardest things that I've had to do, and it took me, dang, better better part of a year to even get to a point of admitting it. But you know, asking for that help, you know, like I was like, okay, maybe it's time for therapy, or you know, it's time for just me to break the mold, do something different. You know, there's a lot of you know pride, ego, grief, you know, you're letting a part of yourself, you know, die like, oh, admitting I'm not strong enough to handle this, or like having to rely on those people, and it's like, you do have to let your pride down, but I feel like for me, in my case, it wasn't that stubbornness as much, as much as it was just the ignorance of like, I didn't even know where to go, or what those feelings or emotions were, I've never had to deal with that in my life, you know, coming from San Diego, such a beautiful, sunny, positive place to like, all of a sudden, like, having panic attacks like you know in the middle of public and not knowing what anxiety feels like or what what's happening to my body and you just get so scared you know so um the steps that I've taken to bettering myself have been you know reaching out you know to our um you know flight surgeon our our 
medical resources there and they actually got me um, set up with a therapist and something I go to once a week and I talk about that and that just opened up a door you know to um, peer groups um, you know other first responders you know like we meet like on like Mondays Monday nights and you know we talk about you know just the things that we see the things that we do and it's like it just brought so much insight into my life and you know I wouldn't say give me that permission but more so that um, you know relation you know like oh damn like I'm not alone you know you you build that community you build that kind of, that sense of family again mm-hmm. and I mean we're I like to believe that you know that we're all cavemen and that's what we're used to and that's what our DNA collects is you know we want our tribe and um, when you start losing yourself it's really good to be able to fall back on other people and um, you know we go over like DBT CBD skills you know um, the whole works of just mental health is it's really limitless it's 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 taking one step at a time and just being honest um, I heard someone say one time it's like you're only as sick as your secrets you know so the more that you pretend the more that you wear this mask on your face showing up to work and you know telling everyone like oh you know good day yeah. oh, living the dream whatever you know it's like you know meanwhile it's like the only thing on your mind is how the hell do I get out of here how the hell do I save myself how the hell do I do this you know so it's it's a lot of honesty a lot of hard work a lot of checking in um, but those are some of the things that have like really helped me and that's really my my number one job and purpose right now you know it's it, it sucks to say that I put my career you know kind of second right now but if I can't live with myself at the end of the day it's like how am I gonna ever be able to help someone else how am I gonna be able to you know save that other life you know I, I put a lot of stress on you know strive to be your best to give your best and it's one of those things where um, I don't know it's just totally. it's been it's been a fun ride this far and I'm excited to see where it goes no I really appreciate you sharing I feel like we've had a really like been like productive conversation today yeah. um, I don't want to like skip over anything um, but do you feel like we've like pretty well covered everything you wanted to cover today yeah no I think it's a it's a great you know point topic you know gave me the opportunity you know to speak on this and I mean free table free free thing I just uh, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of help out and see yeah. what see what it was that you were about as well so mm-hmm. yeah um, do you want to maybe say any last words before I let you go Just, um, I don't know, to anyone out there that's, you know, struggling, just just keep going, keep doing it. It's worth it. It always is. Um, you got this. Great. Thanks so much, man. Yeah.